0: The Rad Podcast. The, the Rad Podcast. The Rad Broadcast. All right, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Rad Podcast. I'm producer Brandon from the Rob Anybody and Don Show. And this being episode 70 is kind of a uh, special one since it is my birthday week, birthday month, whatever you want to call it. I am now 33 years old. I can't believe it. I really can't because I'm I'm looking back in my memory banks and I'm thinking, I started working for the Rad Radio Show when I was about 20, 19, 20 years old and do the math. That's all, it's a little over 10 years with the show. Yeah. 13, 12, 12, 13. 13. Yeah.
1: Jesus. If you started at 19, then uh, it's 14.
0: Yeah. 14 years. Damn. It doesn't, That just doesn't. hasn't really set in, you know, I, I know that Rob probably has the official paperwork somewhere when mm-hmm. I, because I remember when I signed the contract to work for the company, Williams Broadcasting and everything, and I don't have a copy of it, um, but that's like the official date that I started working for the show, but it was like probably months leading up to that where I was like kind of le- doing the whole trial thing. Well,
1: yeah, you were an intern, right?
0: I was an intern but by eighteen. By eighteen I was actually hired as a promotions assistant, um, which is just one of those lackeys that basically does all the clerical work and drives the van out to the events and right. throws stickers so how, at everybody.
1: How long were you an intern?
0: Uh, six months.
1: That's and a long time.
0: Yeah. But I got hired, like, right as soon as a, a, a position became available.
1: Right. Oh, then, okay. Yeah. So I was like... So it wasn't like they were like, you had to go through a six-month internship as much as it was. They were going to hire you as soon as a position opened.
0: Well, it it just so happened. Yeah. You know, I, honestly, my entire career has been right place, right time, who you know, and lots of luck.
1: Uh, um, you don't give yourself enough credit. Well,
0: it's true, though, because there, there were certain situations where people were going off and doing other things while I was still, you know, I was working my ass off behind the scenes so that I could at least, you know, get my foot in the door. That's fair. I actually, I would stay at the radio station at the time working unpaid for about 14 hours a day. Plus, plus, because I would actually stay after my, you know, specified internship time just to, to hang out. And I basically made myself i never left. Yeah. I made myself readily available for whatever they needed help with, you know? So I, I, it was just almost like a sacrifice. I didn't have a social life. I I wanted this to be my life. And I, I basically made it happen by just being there, annoying everybody saying, you know, Hey, if you need any help, I'll be right here. And certain circumstances led to me working for the morning show. And at the time um, it was kind of like a freshly new thing that, that, there was only one other person, you know, fat producer, Nick, mm-hmm. who still works for the show. He was already there and mm-hmm. he was um, heading out the door to go work somewhere in L.A. And he just got wind that I was just there all the time. And I was working the opposite schedule of the morning show. I was, yeah. to, I was at, the stadium, at the station until like one or two in the morning most yeah. days because uh, of the night guy. There, there, There was actually a night guy that worked there from seven to midnight. Um uh, they don't do that anymore. They just do voice tracks and and stuff like that, right? yeah, right. spoiler alert <laughs>
1: um, yeah, pull the pull the curtain back a little <laughs> yeah but
0: back when the when people actually tried in radio, that's that's what we did, and that's kind of what gave me my production chops, and the rest is history. It's been a been a whirlwind, I'd say, yeah, yeah,
1: um,
0: so that leads us to today and present day, and now I'm doing a podcast, which is really cool. Seventy episodes. I can't believe we've gotten this far along in the whole thing, and people seem to be enjoying it so far. So it's a good time. And thank you for all the birthday wishes. It's 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 overwhelming to to see how how many of you guys care, and that's that's really nice. Um, a lot of things that we we do that I try to pull from for topics to discuss on the broadcast um, can be found or can be shared through our Rad Podcast group. You just go to Facebook and you go into the search. Search bar there. Um, you just search for rad Podcasts, It'll come up there as a group. If you're not a member, all you got to do is just click to be and uh, click to join, and then I'll I'll accept you. But the reason why I have it kind of like as a closed group is because it's it's not like other places on social media where it's just kind of a free for all for everybody just to to comment and berate everybody because they don't agree. Uh, the closed group environment kind of creates this um, safe space for lack of better terms, you know, we're not a bunch of uh wet noodles in the red broadcast group and we're not all a bunch of libtards or anything, but we like to keep all that politics garbage out of it. And we, we try to keep everything as marginal as possible. But when it comes to like sensitive issues, like when it comes to sexuality or even spirituality, um, you know, like with the sack spirit group, there's a lot of open-minded stuff going on in the red broadcast world. And uh, I like to have this group be, part of that um so sometimes we get people asking for advice and uh we got this uh, message here from gabe uh but before i get to it um mrs brandon do you have any like nervous ticks or compulsions
1: i pick at my nails it's one of my anxiety things. When you're They're nervous? Like my, yeah, my, my cuticles on my nails. Yeah. How many times? I, I don't chew my nails. Um, I specifically pick at my cuticles until they bleed. Mm,
0: that's And that's the worst kind of like nagging.
1: Now that I've said it. now Pins I and
0: needles pain, right? Kind of. I hate that. Well, like when I I've done it those, so much
1: though. When
0: I get one of those cuticles on my left, like yeah. on my thumb or something, and it's just one of those things you just have to rip it off and then you you can't just rip the cuticle that's sticking out off. It's gotta <laughs> it like come peels like an back inch of up skin. to your
1: eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like that pain just a,
0: never goes yeah, away. Yeah, it's
1: a like a hangnail. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get them often. I I don't know. I guess it's just kind of the design of my nails, the way that they lay. Um, I tend to also get really dry hands. Like I have that weird, mm. I have that weird skin on my hands. I, um, I get dry hands too. Yeah, my hands are weird. My hands are. I have, I've. I've uh, sort of have excess skin on my hands so they look a little older than i really am but.
0: i think it's safe to say that hands and feet are like the weirdest kind of looking features on the body that aren't our genitalia
1: right okay so i think it's teeth you think teeth are the weirdest i think teeth things? are so weird really yeah well and they oh they're weird
0: well especially when you're looking at like uh not not x-rays like oh when you're yeah looking yeah, at yeah. The actual video like the to see the whole jawline and everything. And it's, yeah. it's especially weird now that they've got those live action uh, x-ray machines where you can mm-hmm. like take videos like of the stuff. Like somebody chewing. Yeah. Yeah, it's they, weird. You see the tongue have, moving and it's like pushing you, the stuff down yeah. your throat.
1: <laughs> have you seen the, a picture of a, um, a skull of a child? Whose teeth haven't come in yet.
0: Yes, it's creepy. So they're just sitting there waiting to pop that out. That
1: proves my point alone. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> no, gets you there. I, I think teeth are super weird, especially because they can all be really different. Mm. And like different teeth can make you look totally different as like as a person. So.
0: I think the difference between like the hands and the feet being weird looking versus the teeth, at least our mouths, like our lips and our mouths can cover our teeth. So it's not like they're constantly... Yeah, sure. You can wear gloves. You can put stuff on your hands yeah. and feet. But like, but you can't
1: avoid the, the hiding the teeth. Like, when you're talking, I'm talking about the
0: extremities, like the things yeah. that are just out and about know. and available for people to look at. Oh,
1: teeth. Not, <laughs> nobody <laughs> smiles like this all the
0: time, like grinning nerd. Nobody looks like that all the time. I don't know. I agree with you. I think yeah. teeth are weird. I
1: think ears are weird, too.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, hands.
1: Humans just, are weird. Can we just. Yeah. We're weird. Everything. everything like, the about hair on our weird. head, the eyebrows. We have fucking. Why do we have eyebrows? We, like, I mean, well, I know why. To protect our eyes. No, I know why. I wasn't looking for that.
0: But well, you asked the question.
1: Shut up. I know. What I'm saying is, do you know any other animals that are like us? No. Just hair, specifically on their heads.
0: Closest thing you can get to, of course, are chimps, or orangutans, or yeah, um, and primates you
1: know, of some kind.
0: Whatever you believe in, we de- we've likely derived from. You yeah. know, their ancestry. That's true. Pretty crazy stuff.
1: I just think humans are weird, and yeah. Jo- yeah, I can see why feet and hands. though I mean, yeah, totally. And I don't like my feet or my hands. So, yeah, especially if to- you
0: if you're not blessed with you know proportionate fingers or thumbs, and if you have like really weird looking thumbs that are yeah. like abnormally large, it's it. Like, we're, I think we were just talking about it over the weekend. We yeah. went to this bachelorette party uh, last weekend. Uh, the weekend before last. Doesn't matter. You don't care. You just listen to the podcast. You don't care what time it was.
1: One of my best friend's sisters has what she calls Megan Fox thumbs.
0: Yeah. If you ever Google image search Megan Fox thumbs, you know what we're so talking
1: about. So she looks about. like she has two big toes on her thumbs. Yeah. We went bowling. The bowling balls kept getting <laughs> stuck on her thumbs. It was it was uh, admittedly she's a good sport about it and she's the one that pointed it out. Had I not looked, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. But she, you know, we made a joke about it and it was funny. And then Christina Rob's wife? Rob's wife has um, what's it? It's a hitchhiker's, hitchhiker's thumb. thumb. So, OK, he, I can Ben's describe it all day long. Back. It's a 90 degree angle. You guys, it bends oh, just with her control. She can just stick her thumb out and bend her top of her. Just the top joint of her thumb 90 degrees backwards. It is unless you've seen it. Do we just explaining it doesn't do it justice? So
0: yeah, she can
1: also float her kneecap around too. That's that's pretty weird.
0: (laughs) Again, humans are weird. Weird creatures. Things we can do with our bodies is just weird. Um, So the reason why I ask is because Gabe uh, has a pretty interesting question. He says, uh, "Does anyone else have a compulsion to pluck their facial hair or eyebrows? I constantly find myself plucking my beard, mustache, and eyebrows, and playing with the hair strands." I do it whether I'm in a social setting or I'm by myself and I don't know if this is common.
1: Uh I wouldn't say it's a common one to have it as a, like a compulsion. I yeah. pluck my eyebrows all the time. But because I do, it's, because right. it's
0: a part of your beauty regimen right. you want to you want right. to maintain a level of grooming.
1: There's a reason I do it, it right. but it doesn't come from something else. So clearly there's an anxiety or there's something behind it. I used to twist my hair when I was a little girl. Yeah. I actually it wasn't just like it was, it was very specific what I would do. It wasn't like I was just twirling my hair. So I mm. would wrap my hair around my finger a couple of times till I'd get a really nice smooth twist, yeah. right? Like I'm just, just doing this is weird. And then inevitably one little tiny piece of hair would get stuck somewhere like on a finger. And I would mm. very specifically take that other piece of hair and wrap it back around the smooth part to create texture. Ah. So I would get rough, smooth, rough, smooth.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you have and plenty- you have plenty of time on your hands is, is when you're younger. It's yeah. like you learn these little nervous quirks yeah. or things. I know that similar to yours. My, now my, that I'm doing
1: it, I can't stop. <laughs> and then I just run my finger across that smooth spot. It was like oh.
0: similar to that. My um, everybody that raised me. So basically, like all the um, my mom and my grandma and my aunts um, to put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. This was just always the trick that they would do. Is just they'd twirl their twirl my hair around their finger mm-hmm. similar to what you do doing, but they would just like you know twirl it twirl it twirl until it, yeah. ultimately just be like okay i can't twirl anymore and they just let go but it was that act that yeah. f- that motion that's that would swirly. put me to sleep and i and uh i guess when i was younger i would actually do that to myself to put myself to sleep like i'd just be lying Aww. there and i'd start playing <laughs> with my
1: hair Aww, i haven't done so it
0: I, I can't remember last time i've done it i think it was before i i turned 18 that i that i you know stopped doing yeah. that ultimately um, so I can't remember the last time I did it, but that's just one of those memories that stuck because that's the way that I would calm myself down. Yeah. I would just be laying there twirling my hair and my finger.
1: Well, no wonder you have such amazing hair.
0: Cause I'm not yanking at it anymore.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: Um, so that's the only thing that I could think of with like my hair, but, uh, Gabe brings up a point about having facial hair and a mustache and things like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: I would, I, that doesn't sound <clears throat> so normal. It
0: is normal. To pluck
1: you, to want me, to pluck?
0: For me, it was. Really? When I, well, right now, currently, I'm I'm baby yeah. face, uh, clean shaven. See,
1: I don't have facial hair like that, so I wouldn't. So when I did
0: have facial hair, yeah. I would constantly chew on my flavor saver, yeah. like the little patch of hair on the bottom lip in the middle. Yeah. I would constantly chew on that. And then if I had uh, like strands of hair in my mustache oh, that were uneven, I would always push those longer strands of hair in between my teeth and I'd be like, I'd, 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 Put the teeth, put it in between my teeth like a yeah. toothpick. Yeah, and then eventually I would just chew on it and then you'd nink end them out. up.
1: Yeah, you'd end up with that little teeny like thin. I know. Yeah, I've watched h- how many times I've reached over and been like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, no, I because so, you. It's like he takes his finger, almost like you're sniffing your finger, mm-hmm. right? And he puts it between, and then he just kind of takes his, and yep, pushes my lip in, pushes into my his mouth. lip, and he grabs mm-hmm. the hair and mm-hmm. that, and then he he like cow, nah, nah, he nah, like nah, nah, nah. cow chews up. It you're was, like, it,
0: I know it's annoying because you can hear like my. Lift, smack, when <laughs> I do it. It annoys me when I catch myself doing it because the sound it, it yeah. makes is probably so... No, you
1: can't hear it.
0: Great, but it's because I can hear it in my yeah, head. Right,
1: know? I know. It's like I'm always worried about how loud I'm chewing. No, me too. All yeah, because I'll be like, oh my God, because I can hear it and like I've heard... It. Like other family members, and I'm like, oh, stop chewing oh, so loud! Oh, chew like that? Do I chew? Yeah, no. So I've gotten really self conscious about like the way I chew. It's so funny the things that you see in your family members that you oh, begin yeah. to like hate. That you're like, do I do that? Please <laughs> tell me I don't do that. Does it sound like that?
0: I hope I don't do that when I get that age. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think it's just one of those na- natures of the beast of having facial hair. Oh, don't, wor- don't worry about Walter. Oh, it's just
1: uh, hey. Hold on, Opie, come OP, here. Opie, stop! Hey, stop it. Walter's not real happy today about opiate. I'm not sure why.
0: Yeah, it's just a Monday. He's got a case in the Mondays.
1: Yeah, he needs to go to doggy daycare. So, um, I think just by the the
0: you know the sheer fact of having facial hair, it gives mm-hmm. you something to p- to picture. Sure, and no, it makes at. sense. And if you have if you already have some sort of you know anxiety or nervousness or anything like that, of course you're gonna. Find something yeah, to pick at. And absolutely. so, if, whether it's your cuticles, your facial hair, I think it's a normal thing. There's nothing wrong with you. It's Oh, just, it's, it's
1: definitely just, a normal it's, thing. It's something to be
0: aware of because if you are doing it too much yeah. to your facial hair, you don't want to do what I, like I did and have like a thin patch on your mustache. It's
1: also a sign that probably there's something underlying if you can kind of get to the root of that. If you know, <laughs>
0: get to the root <laughs> of <it. laughs>
1: If you know that you're doing it because uh, of anxiety. There, there's ways to stop. If you're doing it just because you're addicted to doing it, you got to find techniques to make you stop, wear gloves when you start to like, or what is it that you're doing? Is it any, is, are you doing anything specific? Is it when you're just kind of standing there when you're having to like,
0: yeah, what's triggering is it? it a, just bored? Is it a
1: fidget thing? Are you bored? Is it a fidget thing? No, we
0: all have fidget things. I always sure. tap my pen and stuff or I'm always like clicking the cap on and off when I'm pen. It's one of my weird clicks. I
1: Perfect. learned not to fidget too much when I was younger.
0: Did you get yelled at for fidgeting?
1: Uh, No, I just, I don't know. I've always just been a very calm.
0: You've been aware of it. You don't want to fidget.
1: I don't, well, I don't, no, I, I just, I just don't. I was always able to just sit very still and wait patiently. Like, it's just always... Been,
0: uh, I was, I was too. I was always taught you, you're always you, you're seen not heard. Yeah, and I was also told just to be polite and respect your elders, and so I just shut up. We, we I, I sat as still as I could. Yeah. in public.
1: Well, I used to do like the little child modeling, right? Like I was a little child model, um, like a
0: like a John Ramsey type of thing. Like no pageants,
1: pageants. Oh, okay, that was my sister. Hmm. Um, no, she my my sister got me into the modeling because um. I feel like we talked about this. I didn't choose it. I want to be clear. We were, she was doing a photo shoot with, at the time, the unknown Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
0: JTT forever. I
1: believe. We were on a beach in San Francisco somewhere and the photographer wanted to take pictures of me. But in order to do that, I had to go get um, like an agent, like there were legal legalities yeah, behind it. So
0: can't just take pictures of kids.
1: Yeah. So we call, I think it was John Robert Powers was the, the modeling agency, which they're still in business. Um, and then, and I think there's like Ford models too. And those are the, the two companies I think we worked with from what I remember. I was really young, you guys. Um, So we ran over and then we did headshots and got me signed up with an agent so that we could do this little stupid photo shoot. So I guess you could say it was discovered on a beach And then from there, it was like we'd get gigs because we were sisters and so they could book two models at the same time. I hated every minute of it, but I had to sit very still for a long periods of time to like get Mm -hmm. ready. And I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be part of it. Were your
0: your parents making good money off of it?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was. So I made more money then than I have ever in my adult life.
0: Yeah, but at that time, you weren't making the money you were, it
1: went into, into your
0: parents, right?
1: Well, yeah, it went into like a savings account for me. Okay. Um, so I was making $80 an hour. Damn. That's yeah. awesome. I never got published. I didn't do oh, okay. it too often. It was just
0: models for hire type of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. we got calls quite often. We were going, you know, every other weekend we were in San Francisco doing like modeling shoots and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I sat down with, um, Jessica McClintock, the, the dress designer. Cool. She wouldn't put me in her dresses because I was too curvy even at like four or five. Jesus. Really? Come on. Yeah. No, she, she wanted, she wanted, they wanted boxy models. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Like I had curves and so dresses wouldn't fit me. Right.
0: Yeah. And this is a different time too. They weren't necessarily looking for the all boxy all types of body shapes no yeah, oh my god a lot this, more was, stringent this was at the that. beginning
1: this was pre the rise of fashion models right. like
0: when they became super mega stars yeah and the, that the Cindy was crawfords were like household names
1: i yeah i i it was i was 1980 88 89 a mm-hmm. 90 80, that's when i was doing like the modeling thing so wow yeah, I hated it, but... um.
0: So it just taught you discipline, yeah. it taught you how to be yeah. like a ninja.
1: That and we played stealth. The Queen oh. Was Coming to Dinner. Oh, yeah. So, wow. if you fucked up. <laughs> so I learned etiquette... At a, with the head! Yeah, I, I learned etiquette at a very early age, like, where my knife goes, where my spoon goes, where to put my napkin, how to hold a drink. Although I never yeah. followed my drink rule. I spilled my drink on everybody at least
0: well, once. Well, you still spill drinks to this day, especially but last I did night at last birthday night. dinner.
1: Motherfucker. Yeah.
0: Got your yep. nice fancy tequila drink all over the table.
1: Yeah, well, only see, only like a swig of it, though. To be fair, that's true. Whatever.
0: You got most of it, but I, I think that just moving forward, whenever we go to a restaurant, if it is if it's served in a cocktail glass, we just got to ask. It's
1: for it. only there. It is, is the restaurant. We it want is to? only at high stakes. Okay,
0: well, then maybe they only. have like trick and martini glasses.
1: I think they fuck with me because every single time we've gone there and gotten drinks, it's. It ends up in a martini glass and they don't tell you what they're going to serve it in. Well,
0: that's why you just got to be like, look, I'll put it I'm, in a highball cl- glass. I'm a clumsy bitch. Can you yeah. give it to me well, in a nice big glass? We did
1: start doing that because we were we going that we used to go there for appetizers all the time. Like that was just enough that appetizers and drinks. That was enough for dinner. Yeah. And uh, we kind of just stopped going mainly because we stopped eating out as much. And we sort of, you know, yeah, we buckled some, down a little bit here and there. Getting some health but, in there. Um, yeah no I remember like for a while there I was like I don't know what it comes in just only give me a highball and I was telling you I always spill my my martini glasses at high stakes specifically and I did fucking last night I did it again I was telling somebody (laughs) over the weekend I always spill my martini glasses at high stakes I don't know why did it again that's funny I asked for it whatever you are
0: clumsy and that's Uh, okay
1: I saw it coming too I was like if I do this uh, um, there goes my glass yeah
0: So it was a it was a fun weekend Um, since, you know, my birthday falls on a weekday this year. We decided to do kind of like a whole birthday weekend. But in fact, this whole month is going to be filled with celebrations and and fun things. So I'm just going to celebrate the 33rd birthday all month. Um, We're we're going down to Oakland to uh, see a a concert called uh, uh, with a band called Beats Antique. I love them. They're an amazing kind of instrumental band um, with uh, with belly dancers and light mm-hmm. effects. And it's it's like a, uh, it's Burning Man Central. It's like the fir-
1: perfect. Burning man S. Yeah, it's definitely Burning it's fun. Man-esque. They're it's fun.
0: Totally fun. It's going to be at the Fox Theater out in Oakland. We're going to hang out with a friend down there and, yeah. and have a good time. Yeah. Um, and then at yeah. the end of the month, we've got a road trip where we're going to go down to, or up drum roll drum roll
1: yellowstone. yellowstone
0: i'm very excited we're gonna go see old faithful ah, I'm
1: so excited. well I'll... old faithful's old disappointer
0: <laughs> <laughs> well will go see some geysers we'll go see some i'll uh, take you some to some nature. geysers
1: around old faithful that are much better
0: perfect um oh. but in, in, as a part of this is just it's all, it's all gonna be a road trip we're gonna yeah. basically drive our way go up visit to some um, friends
1: in idaho falls
0: we got some friends uh, that you might have remembered on a previous podcast, Mr. and Mrs. Horny. Yeah. We're going to go stay with them at their new villa that they're living up in there in Idaho. They
1: just moved in um, March. Yeah. No. Yeah, early was this it, year was it February? I don't remember. Early it was, it was just recently, so yeah. we already missed them. Yeah,
0: so we're gonna go hang out with them for a couple of days, and then you know take take the day trip, which is only about what an hour or two hours. It's about
1: two hours to the the west entrance of of Yellowstone, and yeah. then it's you know you can drive through Yellowstone in a couple of hours, but yeah, you know we're, since gonna, we're gonna, go gonna be explore. there a couple of days exactly. And Spread was, it out. I was looking at possibly camping in Yellowstone for a night. Yeah, but, but I don't the know. Campgrounds are really dispersed out, so.
0: And, and we're also going to be um, taking our uh, seven-month-old German Shepherd puppy, Opie, yeah. uh, with us because she's an outstanding road trip dog. We yep. we learned that she is, is perfect. She just sleeps in the back. She's totally responsive to turns and stops, and she's, she's zero anxiety on the road.
1: She, you can open the back of the car, and she'll just lay down and hang out with you sitting back yeah. there. She's it's just... A- it's perfect. She's coming into this really. She's starting to really kind of calm down. She gets fixed tomorrow. Ah yes, fixed yes. On snip snip. So, uh, but she is. She's kind of coming into this very calm, um, chill. Knows what we want. Knows what we expect. You know, she's just yeah. being. A, she's quite the little star right now. Yeah, so.
0: she's. So she's gonna go on a big long road trip with us, and uh, I think that. Being able to have a home base, like at a at our yeah. friend's house, um, and not camping out in the middle of Yellowstone with this, you know, little curious German Shepherd, it might be a little bit more
1: Makes difficult. me nervous to have a dog in the car with me and be in, like, bear country and wolf yeah. country. Like, I'm not, you're yeah. not even really supposed to, like, have food in your car. Yeah. So, and dog food. Oh, my gosh. Dog food's oh, such an attractant per- for, yeah.
0: Per- perfect example, because it's out yeah. the, and it smells so tasty. Yep. and.
1: Yep. You know. I just don't I just yeah. don't even want to uh, contemplate what could possibly happen. We'll save that for another. time. Not in the mood. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then we got a, uh, one of, like you alluded to, we got our, one of our best friends uh, is having a wedding yeah, at the, the end of wedding. the year, and I'm going to be a guest DJ there while you're going to be the Major honor. Guest DJ.
1: He is the DJ. He's oh. he's running all the music, and Make, I'm-
0: Making a guest appearance Matron
1: as a guest. of honor, because I'm married, sir.
0: Oh, is that how that works? That's
1: right. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, matron of honor.
0: Cool. Um, so, you know, big, exciting, fun mm-hmm. uh, April plan for us, and uh, all in the name of my- 33rd birthday. It's all yeah. good fun. And so over the weekend, um, a part of that, we had to go actually go scout the location yep. for the wedding. Um, and on our way there, because of the area that we live in, um, we drove back kind of these back roads in Sacramento. Um, if you are in and in around the Sacramento area and you've been there for a while, you probably are familiar with Elverda, which is kind of mm-hmm. like the back roads. If you go like the baseline down to 99. You know, that's a good way to get down to the uh, airport from the Roseville area. Um, And as we were driving through a little, you know, a little idea, a little light bulb popped up in my head because there's always been this kind of like subconscious idea or um, something like a voice telling me, you know, Look into this more, research it more, and other people have investigated this particular place. And don't worry, I'll, I'll reveal what I'm talking about in a second. Um, and even another uh, radio show on our radio station actually went out to visit this location and and did a Ouija board. Now, if you're familiar with the podcast and you've heard um, us talk about sac spirit and paranormal investigation, it's something I'm very much interested in. Um, we've had readings at my house, we've had readings here at the studio. Uh, last week, I went to the uh, USS Lucid and joined the SAC Spirit team there to raise awareness to the museum that they're putting up there out in Stockton. Um, and We also did an investigation of the ship. And, you know, most of these experiences that I've had with Spirit have been positive. There's really been no negative uh, dark um, entities or spirits or energies. That not we've, since that chair. Not since the chair and the chair was an easy fix. We yep. just got rid of it and, and all the negativity that we had in our house that was surrounding this particular chair was gone. And that was a great solution, but there was just something in my mind as we were driving past it this weekend that said, "What about Dyer Lane?"
1: It was the strangest thing too, because we were just passing Watt Avenue on Baseline, heading out to seventy ninety nine to seventy. Yeah, and he just pops it, just blah 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 blah. What about Dyer Lane? Have you ever been out to Dyer Lane? I'm like, well, my my question dire, was, but yeah,
0: my my question was, had what is your experience mm-hmm. and what is your knowledge of it? Because I I just. I've heard things and I've heard little Mm -hmm. uh, musings about it and how creepy it can be. I don't remember you telling me in the past over the years about your personal experiences. In fact, you Mm -hmm. actually rescued a cat. That was on Dire Lane.
1: Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian yeah. the uh,
0: Siamese.
1: We just lost him last year. We did.
0: Um, and Sweet I, kitty. And, you know, I when you told me the story that you found him out at Dire Lane, it didn't really register with me. Really? The darkness that surrounded oh, this particular area. Yeah. You said, yeah, no, there's some creepy stuff that's happened there. Yeah. Um, now, just briefly, tell me what your experience is with the infamous Dire
1: Lane. All right. So... A um, long time ago, when I was uh, just 18, I started dating somebody whose best friend lived around the corner off of, D- not on Dyer's Lane. There's a Dyer Lane. There's no houses on Dyer Lane. It's a strip from uh, Watt to basically, and it, it is in Placer County. Mm-hmm. Um, the the county line is after the 90, 90 degree turn. There's like a right down and then there's a 90 degree turn and then you go around and then you remember gibson ranch yeah yeah so
0: i know gibson ranch
1: you gibson ranch you come down that road and gibson ranch is right at the other 90 degree turn so it's kind of oh. kind of z's but it's a mile long i believe it's about a mile long stretch i don't know if it's a full mile though it feels
0: is it short feels shorter than a mile. sometimes
1: in my head it feels short but then when you get on it you're like no it feels like a mile um it's a it's a little little stretch of road um Anyways, he had a house, his best, boyfriend at the time had a house that he was living in that you from the porch could see all the way to Dyer Lane and like down it. We always could see the headlights coming from either side for Mm -hmm. like a mile or two. Like it was, it was a nice spot to be old school way. You know, you knew when somebody was approaching. Sure. Um, I'd been down, up and down this road so many times. I mean, for months, for probably a year, we were out there, house parties. We were out there every single week. I have spent... Basically and, lived off of Dire Lane,
0: and were you aware of any of the history of it what, at that time? Like at that time, were you? Going- I was
1: aware that there had been some ghost stories. Sure. I hadn't heard any of them. Okay, I didn't know any of the history. I just always, I always just shrugged it off as like whatever. It's just folklore. Yeah, you know, I didn't think it was anything. I never bothered to research it. I never looked into it. So, fast forward. I mean, we are not only have I found my cat at this time, like it's we're kind of he's getting ready. I think he was getting ready to move from the house. They were getting ready to sell it or something. And we were just kind of enjoying one of our last nights out there. And we were sitting out on um, on the I believe it was like the front porch area. And you could see down the way. Mm-hmm. And um, we saw two sets of headlights coming straight down dire Lane Street, and all of a sudden you see one kind of swerving back and forth behind and like creeping up on this other car and then they all they were speeding up and speeding up and speeding up both cars both cars okay and then suddenly the car in front flips oh, no! into the ditch oh. right upside down on and so we're like fuck we gotta go you cannot not pass this house unless you flip a bitch okay Second set of headlights comes around, gets to the corner, and it's gone. Whoa. And we went, all right, what's going on here? So we thought maybe they just flipped around and we just missed them okay. or whatever, but you would have been able to see them go back down the road. So we don't know where they went.
0: So what about the car that flipped?
1: So we get in, we get in our car, because it was, it was too long to walk it. You can't just run out No, there. we no. were probably three quarters of a mile yeah. kind of thing. But it just because we were at a corner, like just the way that the property lined up, like as the crow flies, we probably could have run through the field, but it was just faster to get in there. And we don't know what we're going to find. Yeah. You know, it might as well take the SUV. If you got to pull somebody out, like you just don't know.
0: Better to have a vehicle. Yeah,
1: exactly. So we get out there, not to mention security and safety for us. Mm-hmm. So one of the guys grabs his gun because we just don't know. Never know. And we don't know why these guys, why their flip, car flip. So we get around and three grown men get out of their car. And it's a, it's a I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s um, Lexus.
0: And they're okay. Like a sedan.
1: They were okay. They were white as a ghost.
0: Were they shaken? They, they were-,
1: were horribly shaken. Oh, yeah. They were literally trembling and they were like, where's the other car? Where's the other car? Did you see it? And we were like, we only saw headlights. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we didn't see... We weren't seeing exactly what you were seeing. The OB, dogs are Opie <laughs> is <it>. bored apparently. <laughs> so we let them tell their story, and they said that once they got on Dire Lane, all of a sudden the second set of headlights that they couldn't make the model out on the car. They didn't mm. know what it was. They didn't know if it was car truck. They, they kind of got the, lights. Yeah, they just saw like the like the big kind of like round headlights, and they weren't sure. Um, and every time they'd speed up, the thing would speed up after them, and it was kind of harassing them and shoving. And it felt like they were trying; they were being run off the road, which inevitably did happen. They did; they flipped their car. They call craw- everybody was okay, but like we had to call a tow truck out. They wow. were, I mean, they were stuck upside down in the ditch.
0: Did they call the cops or anything? To like
1: everybody, they called who they were supposed to. That yeah. kind of stuff. Um, they weren't
0: drunk or anything? No, or partying. that's
1: just it. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't drunk. They didn't have alcohol in the car. They yeah. weren't. I mean, even if they were stoned. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you, can't, that, you, can't you don't fake,
0: hallucinate. You can't fake that type of interaction on it's the road. the
1: fear. Yeah. There's and this all three fear. of them. All three of them saw it. Not only did all three of them experience and see it, three other human beings that were not part of it witnessed something. Wow. And I didn't know the stories back then.
0: So did this prompt you to look into it anymore or did you just go, wow, that was just a crazy thing that happened? No,
1: I kind of just went, well, I guess maybe some of the stories are true.
0: Okay, so I I brought this up on, on the regular show uh, this morning and just kind of like, you know, probing for some more information. Maybe uh-huh. anybody else has experienced this because like I said, when I first started this, this whole thing is there's other people that have investigated it. Um, Brent and Melissa from Sac Spirit, they mm-hmm. have gone and investigated and have been mm-hmm. able to confirm that there's some dark stuff going on there. Um, but, you know, when when I brought this up to you, you had actually gone online while we were driving over the weekend and you found a story on Reddit. I did. From somebody who claims to be not so much of a believer and had been li- had lived near that area for years and years and never had an experience until they decided to go one night. And they had an experience
1: and so, it happened right just last year. So before I get to that story, yeah,
0: um, because it's, it's kind of uh, in depth, long and in depth. Uh, but I wanted to read some of the reactions that I got yeah. from, from the listeners yeah. this morning. Uh, this one is from Josh. She says, I went there last year with my girlfriend and it was it was creepy. We took a photo of the car we were following. The car didn't show up in the picture. And our friends pointed out a face that they saw. I'm so stoked to hear you talk about this place. So Josh is, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. lining up with some speculations of a mystery car that Uh might be on the road. Um, And I got this from Lauren. I've seen a ghost there once and started to cry. My husband in high school went out there with his friends and like an idiot, they got out and walked around. His friend had a brand new car at the time and they came back uh, and the car wouldn't start. A lot of creepy shit happens out there. What do you do when the car doesn't start? You just call a tow truck and just, you know, pucker up and hope that you don't get your throat slashed by a ghost or something. I mean,
1: never heard of um, anybody getting like hurt Yeah, Uh, aside from like the accident that I was, but they didn't get hurt. And what kind of,
0: but what kind of influence can those dark entities play? Like if we, if they were to be just hanging out there and all of a sudden this one guy gets this crazy idea or hallucinates and sees one of the apparitions over one of their friends and they start like beating them up or something, you know, like that type of dark influence can exist.
1: I don't think it's a dark influence like that. Like the more. So after you told me that you guys were talking about it, I went online and I did some research and what I'm kind of starting to gather from everything I've learned is that it's almost anxiety and fear driven. Like it would feed feed off. it It feeds off of it. Yeah. So like it incites the fear, but then nothing ever happens from it. I don't know though. It's like it charges Does, it do up. We do we
0: know that nothing happens? Do we know that nothing attaches? There are to people?
1: there are I don't know. There See? we'll get there, but yeah. there's some stories that make you go, oh.
0: So uh Rochelle says, Oh my gosh, I am so excited you brought this up. When I first heard about Zach's Spirit from you guys and Brandon mentioning them going out to places, I wanted them to visit to see if they felt anything. Pause right there. We do know that Sack Spirit has done mm-hmm. an investigation out mm-hmm. in uh, Dyer Lane, and they do have some uh, compelling uh, uh, statistics and are not stats. They they have uh, evidence that they came up with to deduce that there was yeah. some dark happenings going. They on. have a
1: um, they have a an EVP mm-hmm. of a name, mm-hmm. but they can't seem to tie it anywhere. But as we get through this, it's going to get a little bit more creepy because there's sort of like some mystery behind. All of it. Right. Yeah. So
0: this this episode here, what this discussion is only setting the foundation oh, for, yeah. for a bigger thing. He still hasn't
1: even been out there. Right.
0: And I don't I don't know if I wanna go right now. Um, but I know there's nothing really to worry about, especially during the day. And if we just drive through, it's not gonna like, you know, do anything, but I, I guarantee you, if I Get, if I get there, I know I'm gonna feel something.
1: Oh, you, I'm feeling
0: it now because you can feel
1: it now because you were just talking about just it just
0: because I'm just because I'm I'm giving it life, yeah. It's like
1: right here, it's like it hits you right, in, like kind of in the diaphragm and it's the in the stomach, throat. yeah. It's in like, the
0: last couple of days I've had this blockage in my throat yeah. that I cannot, I cannot shake. I can't, and it's you know, if you're into your chakras and everything, your throat chakra is supposed to be uh for your communication mm-hmm. and, and for, for that sort of thing, obviously, your throat. Um sorry. I just now that
1: you're saying it, I, I just can't shake throat.
0: it. It almost feels like there's a pill stuck in my throat.
1: Yeah, like a knot, like, yeah. like a lump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't shake it. And it's ever since we started talking about this that 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 started. So um Rochelle goes on to say the experience I had was when I was in high school. On Fridays, a group of us girls on the soccer team would go out there. On the particular night we were driving down uh Dyer Lane, and from an older any any older kids? They sat to turn off. Hold on a second. Let me read this again. On one particular night, we were driving down there, and from, an older kids they say to turn off. What we heard from older kids, they say to turn off the lights of the car, drive slow, and have all the windows down. That's apparently sure. What they were told. That
1: sounds like great advice. Yeah, that's like inviting
0: <laughs> bad shit to happen. Right now,
1: I would do this just because it would be fun. You ever, if you've ever done that, it feels like you're flying. Only I wouldn't drive slow. Oh, I would drive. On a regular road. Yeah. On a, like, yeah. But like Dire Lane because it was a totally straight stretch. Yeah. So if you ever wanted to fuck around, like, this is what we would do. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. would start driving really fast, and then you turn the lights off in the car because yeah. there's no street lights, and it would feel like you suddenly were taking off in an airplane. Yeah. So that was our game, but I, I never that. got harassed. No, I've, so done, or like,
0: <laughs> I've done that on on, uh, on road trips, but you're saying you did, that?
1: You oh, did that on Dire Lane? Oh, I did that all the time. Okay. I was like, oh, we're on Dire Lane. Turn the lights off. Okay. Like, <laughs> and that's
0: what happened. All right.
1: No, not, not then.
0: Um. So in doing so, when we turn the lights back on, and we all... When all of us saw this farmer in the field on a tractor, he stopped and looked over at us. We freaked and went home. When we were talking to one of the girl's dad, who is a cop in the area, he stated there is no one that lives out there, and that why would someone be out there on a tractor in the middle of the night? Yeah. That night we slept with all the lights on and have not been back since. Now we've been hearing some, we've been reading some stuff about a farmer.
1: There's a tractor story. story? There are reoccurring tractor tractor incidences. Okay. So
0: and some of this stuff, you know, could be hearsay because a lot of people might have experienced this and told that and they could be perceiving that in their mind while they're out there because they already have this preconceived notion of what they're supposed to see.
1: Yeah, but I didn't. And and I've seen those headlights.
0: You've seen a tractor headlight.
1: Well, I don't know if it was a tractor. Remember, I told you we couldn't see a vehicle. Right. You could only see the big round headlights. Okay.
0: So there's that experience that we need to dive deeper into. Um, This one comes from B-Doll. She says, yes, I've seen the ghost cop for real. So damn spooky. Drove by super fast, full lights, then vanished.
1: That is another really common story. A ghost cop. A ghost cop. He died in the 1950s. Okay. Um, It was in the area, but nobody's sure exactly where. Um, Some say it wasn't on Dyer Lane, but that doesn't mean that his energy wasn't headed there. Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He, so basically goes down the road, full lights, full speed, and then poof, he's gone.
0: Uh, this next one's from Samantha. She says, I have had many experiences on dire lane through high school. We went too often to check it out and see if we could find anything from hearing blood curdling screams from the middle of the field to the ghost cop chasing us and then disappearing. I've also been chased down this road by another car trying to run us in the ditch. Hello. Did, I, I, I just didn't know. Any,
1: I know. I didn't know you guys. I didn't know that story. I didn't know it was it existed. And now the more that I've read it, the more these people that have never had contact with each other are telling the same thing. A, some kind of it's usually looks like a car, but they can never really make it out. But you can see the headlights clearly. And it's like it's trying to run you off the road. Now it's believed that the tractor is the same vehicle. OK, um, so it's like it could be the same thing.
0: Samantha says there's times where cows line the road, although in daylight, there's none to be found. And one of my friends after driving down the road clearly had something impact or attached to her for at least two hours. She was clearly not herself. We had to sage her to get back to normal. I've had pictures taken that shows someone in the back seat with us. And during the day, we have found bones in the ditches. Since the near-death experience of attempting to force us into the ditch, I've never been back. Excited to hear what you get from your research. Be safe.
1: So there is a possible logical explanation for the cows. However, I've been looking at the property. I've seen lots of cows out there. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's always cows out there.
0: But they don't hang out during the day?
1: So I've seen them both during the day and at night. Okay. And it's. I wonder if... um, The land itself, I wonder if they move the cows from land to land. Mm. Like it's possible that during the day it's too hot at times because there's not a lot of trees. The only only trees on that property line that we're going to go down that I'm going to show you, um, I'll show you kind of a map of the area uh, and what what specific property that we're looking at. Um, The only trees really are down that road and then further towards Dry Creek, which Mm -hmm. is the right it's a little bit further away, but where the cows are and where I know where they're talking about. It's okay. the field that I found Sebastian in.
0: Gotcha. And we had this cat that you rescued from dire lane years. and there was nothing negative about oh, no. him. He was the sweetest cat. Sweetest cat. He was a
1: little, well, here's the thing though. I'm pretty sure he was a little, uh, he might've been a little slow.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. He definitely had a little, he had, he was a derpy sense, well, sense of, uh,
1: yeah, Sense he was so sweet, though, but he yeah. was born with a cleft palate, so his eyes went in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dirt yeah. was
0: built into it, him. It, yeah. was,
1: it wasn't his fault, nah, but okay. uh, he was yeah. a
0: great cat, and there was no but negativity surrounding him. It's
1: yeah. also really easy to possibly explain away some of the bones in the ditch. Um, cats would get hit, animals would get hit all the time out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's not like the, the street sweepers. Go- I'm not saying that there wasn't something weird going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a cow be hit out there. Like it's when you decide when dead animals
0: happen, out when in it's fields, nearly a
1: mile stretch of road yeah. and that nobody's on with no streetlights, people go down it all the time because it's one of the last few country roads in Roseville. Right.
0: And take a road. If you're going to take a road to get home, you want to take a country road, don't you? Oh yeah. Um <laughs> That was terrible. Seriously, it was. <laughs> all right, Mark says, Brandon, if you go to Dire Lane, be very careful. Do not go with all possible protection in place. My daughter is a medium, and she went to Dire Lane several months ago, and she still has ill effects. She, she had something follow her home and is possibly still attached to her. She said she never saw so many shadow figures in one place at one time. Mm-hmm. It was very frightening. There is a lot of anger, resentment, and evil this is not a place to screw around uh, with for recreation. Truck driving, truck driving Mark from Roseville. <laughs> well, thank you, Mark. I will definitely take all of that. In, and that's why I'm kind of nervous about like, I don't want you to just take me today just because we're excited to go. I just don't think it's a good idea. Just
1: just nothing. Not today. There's just nothing there. Nothing happens during the day for you. I have not been there yet. If the cows don't exist, then I've seen the fucking cool <laughs> cows. All? Like, <laughs> then I've seen it all. And what I'm telling you is, during the day, it's just a calm, serene road. Yeah. There is a little bit of a, it's almost like a silence. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's, it's like, um. It's just so quiet. Just an eerie
0: it's an eerie stillness. It is. There the is air. a stillness.
1: You just stand there and you just go. Mm. It's like everybody. like, sometimes it feels like the air has been sucked out of the room. Yeah. Pressure, ch- pressure change. Kind of. But I mean, if you're, you know, I know, you know how not to take things home with you. And, and like I said, when you go looking for it, it usually doesn't happen. Mm. It just doesn't like I've, I've gone down Dyer lane looking for it and it didn't never happen. Yeah. Finally, when I was like, whatever, it's just it's just folklore. It's just stories. Did something finally actually. Man. And it didn't happen to me. So.
0: <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. So uh, Jennifer says, I'm so excited to hear Brandon is going to research Dyer lane and visit growing up in the Sacramento area. I've been in there a handful of times. The first time I was so scared, I wouldn't get out of the car with my friends to look around. We didn't experience anything except the very eerie feeling that something was about to happen. Maybe that was just my anxiety. One time we went and brought a friend who has had many paranormal experiences. We go out of the car and walked around and I snapped pictures the whole time, capturing many orbs. But who knows how much of that was just dust or, you know, stuff floating in the air. The only thing we experienced that night was a slightly burnt smell like a campfire was just put out. That's something that can probably be logically explained. One of the most memorable times we spent out there. We just got done with night slide at Sunsplash. We haven't done night slide yet. We well, be, we've we gotta, been talking about it though. We got to do night slides. Those are fun. So, um, and the meteor shower was happening that night. So we parked at the at the end where it turns left and watched the meteors. Mm-hmm. It was a really pretty sight to see. The oak trees out there are so pretty. Mm-hmm. Each time I leave, I do feel a little bummed out that nothing super unexplainable or paranormal happened. I'm very interested to hear what Spirit experienced out there. And I look forward to listening to the podcast covering tire
1: lane. So, um, the burnt smell. Yes. Um, apparently it started back in the 1930s. If you want, do you want a little history yeah. of how I could I, There's two ways I could logically explain it as depending on what time of night you went, went out, it's possible somebody had been doing a burn pile. True. Possibly. Yeah. However, I don't believe there are any properties on the Placer County line that allow for burn piles. When you cross into Sack County, uh, there it's. I believe that the burn pile thing is like you don't get to do that. Okay. So there's regulations there. So um, I've read a couple of spots that have claimed that they've had the same um, burnt smell. Really? Because of cross burnings.
0: Oh, because the, the KKK were the lynching uh, of
1: Tyrone,
0: the, the prominent figures out there. Yeah,
1: this is a provable story. There was a boy that was taken, uh, he was kidnapped by KKK members in the 1930s from Sacramento, and he was dragged out to Dyer Lane, out in that area. And they would do cross burnings, that kind of thing. And this one in particular, they lynched him and then hung him. Oof. So there's been a lot of stories. I think lynching is
0: the same thing, isn't it?
1: Lynching is when you beat the shit out of him. Uh, okay. And then hanging him is hanging him from a tree. Got it. So I'm not exactly sure ex- what tree it was, but I believe I know which one. Mm. So there's stories of smelling the burnt, the burning crosses, like firewood, like burnt firewood. Yeah. And and people have, have seen white figures standing in circles in the field mm. and uh, looking over and seeing a body hanging from a tree and then it's gone the next second. So it's possible you may have had an experience and you didn't know it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole smell—you know—your mm-hmm. brain will rationalize. Well, I'm out in the middle of a the field. Mm-hmm. There's farmlands, of course. There might mm-hmm. be, you know, fires burning to keep things warm, whatever that may be. But
1: there's this, this no, but there's nothing there. But the, the, if you don't know that, yeah, that's where your mind will right? rationalize. And so now I'm kind of like, yeah, but I when you when I know the area as well as I do. Mm-hmm because I spent so much time in that area mm-hmm. staring at that fucking road. There's no, there's no house, there's no lights, there's no, ro- it's, just, it's just land.
0: So I'm, I'm very fascinated to, to get to this last story before we, we call it quits because okay. we have a lot of research that we got to do yeah. because a lot of what, what we're getting is just, you know, personal accounts and personal experiences. And mm-hmm. if we can tie all these together, um, you know, Maybe we can nail down certain circumstances that, I'm working that might on that. cause like the yeah. all these these uh, recurring things. Yeah. Um, Joshua says, "I grew up in Rio Linda, North Highlands, Foothill Farms in the 80s and 90s. That is the general area that we're talking about. Um, yeah, if it's... you're in the Sacramento area, you know that that's kind of where Dyer Lane is. Yeah. I used to ride my bike as a kid down Dyer Lane, but only ever heard little things about its history." When I was 13, back in 1991, I was riding a bike with friends on the road while going to Gibson Ranch to fish. A duck flew right in, right into me, fell into the road, and was crushed by a car. While I'm getting up off the ground, another duck flies across the road toward me and my friends and gets obliterated by a different car. Strange as hell, right? Anyway, discussion this morning made my maybe recall twenty eight year old memory.
1: That is a weird situation.
0: Yeah, two ducks going after you. At one, like, okay, yeah. so was, were these ducks protecting their maybe their kids, their little ducklings? Uh, they might have
1: just gotten spooked.
0: Yeah, maybe a little spooky action. Yeah, uh, who knows? Not much we can describe there. Um, but before we get to the the story um, that we found on from one of these redditors. Um, I'm going to read this last email from Andrew. He says, hey, Brandon, happy birthday. Thank you. Just wondering, would you ever investigate the Dorothy Puente house <laughs> in Sacramento with Sack Spirit? I think you would like it from the stories I've heard, like eight to 13 bodies buried in her in her yard that Dorothy killed and such. Well, yes, um, Andrew, they, uh, the, the folks at Sack Spirit actually featured the Dorothy Puente house last Halloween. Um, so if you go to their website, sacspirit.com. You can link over to their YouTube page, and um, one of the team members, Wendy, actually worked at the bar that Dorothy Puente would frequent, and so she had, like, kind of a, a not like a completely intimate relationship with Dorothy, but she served her, and she she heard, you know, but from what Wendy was telling me is that Dorothy wasn't a nice person. She was very, very crabby and was always complaining and, you know, just was not a pleasant person to be around. Um, but they found some really compelling stuff. And in fact, they did a spirit box session at the Dorothy Puente house and, and they were asking people to identify themselves with mm-hmm. the spirit box. And one person said, death. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah. The dogs are the dogs playing. Yeah. So
0: what you're hearing in the background is Walter and uh...
1: Walter and Opie have decided that Opie they've, are... they've made this their play session. They're,
0: they're playing right now. And Opie's just okay. Enough. Stop. Leave it. Thank you. So we clearly have our work cut out for us as far as, um, as far as the, um,
1: you know, research, goods. the research, yeah. yeah. And improvable research because
0: we're actually pulling files from, from historical records yeah. to like try to get some answers I, to some of these stuff.
1: I have so, I have so little right here from the Roseville, California records. Yeah.
0: We're gonna have to do some digging. Yeah. Um, so, but this is what like kind of really piqued our interest. After I had, I had brought up Dire Lane when we were on a drive, without even knowing where it was, it was prompted yeah. to me. Literally, as we're driving
1: parallel to Dire Lane, we might as well have been going down it. Yeah.
0: So, um, you did a quick search and you you found this story. Yeah. Um, from let's see, do they identify themselves.
1: It's a little bit of a hard read. Let's it's like sure. it was on. I found it on Reddit.
0: Yeah, so this Redditor says, okay, so I literally live five minutes from Dyer Lane. I have lived here for 17 years now, and I've been up and down the road at all times of the day and night, walking, biking, or car. One of my friends used to actually live on Kasser Road, the road with the farms. Are you familiar with this?
1: just down around the corner.
0: Just around the corner from Dire yep. Lane. Okay, so it's you got to go through Dire Lane to get to this particular location.
1: Basically. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or you're coming down that to get to Watt, and you have to cross Dire to get to Watt. Got it.
0: In the entire 17 years I have lived here, I have had numerous paranormal experiences in my own home, infam- infamously known for being haunted by a lot of people who have been to my house. With that being said, I had never experienced anything before at Dire Lane until April 20th of 2018. This is just a year ago. Yeah. Yes, I was one of those people who would tell the quote-unquote spooky stories of Dire Lane to anyone who had never heard of it uh, just to get a kick out of people being scared. To be fair, my older brother did it to me, so I just passed on the tradition in our own town of the tale of Dire Lane. I have done a lot of research on the paranormal or odd events that have happened around that road, and I have come across a few different things. One— Back in the 1930s and 40s, a group of KKK members used to have their meetings out on one of the farms out there and may have, no actual recorded proof, hung a few people out there of various ages. Stopping in the letter, or stopping in the story here, you said that there is proof. There's proof. That there was a boy who was taken.
1: 1930s, his name was Tyrone.
0: and uh, But no official tie to the KKK.
1: Oh, no, he was it was he was kidnapped from Sacramento by the KKK members and like dragged out there, lynched and hung.
0: Got it. So this Redditor has not gotten that information. Right.
1: Yet. OK, Number which two. is fine. I
0: Sure. No, yeah. I, that's why I brought that up, because she, if if they he or she is saying that they don't have any recorded yeah. proof, then we're fi- we're finding some some more information out yeah. that they don't have. Okay, so they go on to say in the 1960s, a group of high school girls formed an occult group that used to perform their rituals out in the cow fields. One source claims that one of the cult members lured her sister into the field and used her as a human sacrifice to summon a demon. Third, numerous sites have actually reported UFO activity out in the fields. There are dozens of reports of a football shaped object appearing in the sky and disappearing as well. This has that has actually been reported as recently as six months ago. So six months from so April to 20th, 20, 2018, 2017. 2017. OK, fourth, this one ties into the cult thing. But sources stated that a farmer was out in the field when he heard cult like chanting. Somehow he fell off his tractor and managed to get run over by it. This one, I'm not even 50 percent sure I believe it. It's just what I have found. With all those stories being said, I kind of grew up believing the tales of Darlene was a bunch of bologna. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> the UFO stuff, I feel like could be, it could be anything. I feel like, you know, UFO is such a broad term. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean little green spacemen and flying saucers. Like, right. I feel like it could still pertain to any type of, you know, paranormal activity as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be little aliens. Mm-hmm. So the UFI the UFO activity would be really interesting. Um and you were telling me yesterday about the storm swells that would kind of build up over that location, right?
1: Yeah, but they they weren't like directly over. It was like it was always off in the distance, but you could you we would be basically be surrounded by these thunderstorms that mm-hmm. were rolling through in like July and August. And we would just sit out and watch them, you know, it but A
0: lot of that could be because of the terrain and because of, it's a a lot of flat land out there, right? Yeah,
1: and so, like, imagine if you were sitting, like, in Arizona and one of those big lightning thunderstorms rolls through. You know, like, that kind of feel, like, big purple lightning strikes. And we always just thought, oh, it's just so cool. So, you know, thunderstorm would hit. we go sit out and watch it.
0: So the uh, Redditor goes on to say, however, what I'm about to state is the reason I am posting on here. I had to tell someone. My friend, caller A, had never heard the stories or seen Dyer Lane. So I figured, what the heck? I first took her down last week before, uh, before 4.20 at around 2 p.m. It was a nice sunny day, and during the day, the road is actually a very pretty sight. I parked my car at the first bend. We got out to walk about halfway down the road and back. Nothing out of the ordinary happened then. A lot of car traffic, but that's nothing out of the ordinary. Now is that true? Do a lot of cars go through there during the day?
1: Uh, it, it, yeah. There's because it connects um, Watt Avenue. It's kind of a shortcut through. Okay. Gotcha. In sure. so yeah, it's if kind you're of a
0: commuting cut. that way. It's a good yeah. cut through.
1: Yeah, it is. All right.
0: The Redditor goes on to say, skip a few days to Friday, which will be April twentieth, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting stuff from my house to to stay at A's house for the night, and it was about nine p.m for shits and giggles I was like hey want to drive down Dyer Lane you said you wanted to go at night she happily agreed me living here so long and knowing Dyer Lane is literally within 5 miles of three high schools on a national stoner's holiday was figuring <laughs> oh, there'd be a ton of traffic on that road at night i was wrong it was dead so uh-huh. i turned down from Watt Avenue to Dyer Lane and it was pitch black so i turned on my brights to see When we first turned down the road, there was no one else there. About a quarter of the way down the road, we saw taillights ahead of us. The closer we got, the slower the car in front of us started going. Also, the closer we got to the car, it was a green SUV, kind of old. The hair on the backs of our necks started to stand up. We make it around the first bend, and the car is maybe going five miles per hour. You can see quote-unquote people in the car, but can't make out any features at all. The car starts to pull to the side of the road to let us pass, but everything inside of us is screaming not to pass the car. Also, I forgot to mention that I had my window down the entire time. It had her window, and A had her window cracked, but not down. We approach the second bend, and literally everything inside me is screaming to not follow the car anymore, since Casa Road is darker than Dire Lane. So instead of following after the car that had already turned and disappeared into the darkness... I start to turn around at the bend. I just finished backing up and my window is almost facing Casa road when an overwhelming feeling of someone approaching my car came over me, causing me to turn my head to look down the the road at Casa road. When I saw a tall black figure running at my car, not humanly, not humanly running. If that makes any sense, it was moving in a direct line. No footsteps were heard. Since I had the radio on, but moving inhumanly fast, I instantly floored it back down the road towards the first bend, neither A or I saying a word right away. I noticed out the corner of my eye, at at A, hesitated in wanting to rolling up her own window, but rolled it back up. I then spoke up. Did you feel that? She looks at me, a bit pale. You mean the figure? I just kept my face forward as I turned back into Dyer lane and the entire air around the road was dark and heavy. You could feel that something didn't want you there. I rolled my window up before I turned back, back onto Dyer and tried to drive as fast as I could. We both felt something intensely breathing down our necks. I didn't tell a about the figure that I saw. She told me about the feeling she had about a figure approaching the car. That's when I told her what I saw. I haven't been back to Dire Lane since. Now mentioning that I have been living in a haunted house, I have grown a bit sensitive to paranormal things. It's not something that I asked for, but I've grown accustomed to it. The older I get, the more I notice and grow used to seeing. However, whatever I saw in Dire is something I have never felt before. I haven't been able to get out of my head. Same thing with another ent- entity I've felt I felt in another area at a burned-down house. I'll post more about that house if you guys want to hear about it. Bah, 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 bah. I'm actually happy I'm not the only one to have an experience on that road. It had never happened before. And I used to go camping at the backyard of the house of my friend who lived on Casser for years. And that was an experience in itself. I would love some feedback from anyone in my experience. So,
1: I'm curious if that guy is friends with... There's only three houses on on Cassar three four houses on Casser, maybe five
0: you think they still know somebody that lives on that road it's
1: possible so and the more that I look I forgot that there is a property right there halfway through Dyer Lane It's like right smack in the middle I don't know who the property belongs to and back to the cows as I'm staring at the satellite feed um so the I most went recent one yeah the yeah. most recent one um there is I'm looking at cows they're cows there's cows so here's what's going on I think regarding not seeing the cows during the day is that they move them to a different pasture at night mm. and you can't see that from the road mm. you wouldn't see them from the road at all but there is I'm not only am I looking at cows there's evidence of like wherever they put their like watering stations they move them around and there's like these big circles kind of left in the ground like you can see and they look like discs okay. so if you yeah if you just find so that's Dyer lane right there and there's there's actually a property right there i've never been on it i've never been down it it's protected by a gate you see it looks almost look like craters mm. um but look
0: cows Merr,
1: Merr, over. right there right there so <clears throat> probably just and there's they that house probably was just or farm, I guess would it be, was probably doing a burn pile.
0: Well, there's, there's a lot of really interesting stories that that we're we're hearing from not only our listeners, but these Redditors and, Mm -hmm. and the history that we're digging up fascinating stuff to me. If it's not, you know, something you're into, that's fine. (laughs) But this is just one of those things that, you know, we've been talking a lot about paranormal investigation and there's a lot of the positive stuff, but there's also the darker side and, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna treat this with respect. And mm-hmm. there's there's no no reason for me to go into uh a, a situation where we're digging into this information for me to be like Look, this is what's gonna give me ratings, this is gonna make me go viral, this is gonna make us, you know, have the next hit paranormal no, TV show. We don't want that. <laughs> None of that. I'm just fascinated with the subject, and if I could bring any, you know, explanation or maybe shed some light on yeah. some of the history that's happened there. Um, then you know we could maybe explain a lot of these, hap- these experiences and that people are, are having.
1: If anybody out there knows um, anybody related to the Dyers, which would be John R. Dyer, um, or any of the Ross Riolo, Mr. Ross Riolo purchased the, the land from him at one point. So any, anybody that knows the Riolos um, or the Dyers or the Pratt's, um, that that could be helpful for us or any descendants. If anybody and and share the stories. If you've got an yeah. experience or if you have anybody that you know, anybody you might know that might be a relative of them.
0: Not necessarily if you you know know them, but if you yourself have had any yeah. stories or experiences like what we've read today from other listeners, I would love to hear them. I would love to know what totally. you've experienced um, yeah. because you know maybe if we can compile enough of this information, maybe we can get some answers. And I, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated. I I, I I, ain't afraid of no ghost.
1: He's drawn. I'm going to take him out there, get it out of his system.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking yeah. forward to a, a very exciting month. We actually have uh, Sierra Podva, my energy worker, is going to be our guest next week. She's actually going to be doing a hypnotherapy session with me and mrs brandon um so you can actually experience what it's like to go through a reiki slash hypnotherapy session and we'll also talk about what what else she's got going on since uh, it's been a while since she's been a guest um we got some other great stuff planned for the rest of the month as well so uh thank you for the birthday wishes and namaste bitches the rad